Hi guys. So yeah, we finally got our third episode out. Thank you so much for waiting. Um, I just wanted to have a disclaimer right here that there's going to be a brief uh, scene in here, which is going to use some outdated language to refer to LGBT people because this was the 40s and people were like that back then, unfortunately. Um, so I'll put a timestamp in timestamp in the description uh, so you guys can like know when that's coming. And uh, yeah, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for waiting this long. And yeah, thanks. Previously on WHEN and Rhapsody. Say, did that list finally arrive? Not yet. I'm getting worried. If worse comes to worst, you could just walk down to Village Hall today or tomorrow and see if you can pick up a copy there. Or I could go to Village Hall. Um, may I help you? I was just wondering if perhaps you had a copy of the list on hand that I could bring to her myself, since the original seems to have gotten lost in the mail. Good morning. <laughs> Alright. I'm sorry, but we're quite busy right now, so we're unable to make you a copy. There's nothing else I can do. I guess just wait for it to come in the mail. Were you able to get the list? Unfortunately, the list? no. Rhapsody Village Hall? Busy? The secretary? She didn't seem to like me too much. And by that you mean she was willing to help as long as you were white. Right. All those schmucks at Village Hall are judgmental lowlives. I saw a guy like that this morning. The guy who hangs around Village Hall looking like he wants to punch children? Frank. He got expelled for getting in a fight while back. Really? All we need is one. Just one typical, white, blonde, all-American-looking young man to run errands for us. Hey, wait a minute. We do have one of those. I'm going to call Steve. You're listening to... Let's see... Patterson... Richards... Rogers! Hello? Hi, uh, this is Edna Beecher. Is Steve available? Oh, he's outside. One moment. Steven, telephone! Just a minute. He is coming. Für dich sind das schöne Mädchen von der Radiostation. Oh? Huh. Edna? Hi, Steve. Are you busy at the moment? Well, yes. We're just finishing up that dang chicken coop I was telling you about. Pass auf, was du sagst. Ma, ich sagte dang. Ich hab nicht geflucht. Sorry. We should be done in about half an hour. Why? I'd like to ask a favor of you. <laughs> Remember when I got that phone call on Monday about the radio censorship law? They said they'd mail us a list of subjects we're not allowed to talk about, and it still hasn't gotten here. How long does it take to mail something four blocks? That's what Mr. Davis said! I called twice, and they said they delivered it, but it's not here. So Mr. Davis went down to the village hall to ask for another copy of the list. And the secretary, um, she didn't seem willing to help him. How come? Well, Mr. Davis got the feeling that the secretary made a snap judgment based on his appearance. You mean she was racist? <sighs> yeah.
Well, you could have just said racist. Well, that's basically what I said. That's the shorter version of what you said. Well, I, I was I was describing what happened, okay? She treated him unfairly, given that the mayor's son... Oh, you haven't heard that story. Yeah, this kid, the mayor's kid, was riding his bike down Nancy Street and saw her little brother outside, and he started calling him all sorts of names, saying that his big brother's in the army and that he was going to kill them. Just awful stuff, because he assumed they're Japanese. They're not, but that's besides the point. And then there's this guy in Village Council who's pro-Germany, and we're pretty sure his dad is in the clan, and his son is that creep who keeps getting into fights. The point is, the Rhapsody local government isn't known for being accepting. Herville didn't get anywhere. Aura probably won't either, because she's Jewish and a woman. Double whammy. And then there's me, a teenage girl who they wouldn't even listen to over the phone, let alone in real life. And if Nancy walked in there, she'd probably get investigated for treason if what happened with the mayor's kid this week is any indication. So, I was wondering, when you get a chance, uh, would you mind asking? Me? You have the most credibility. You're the only white man associated with us. Well, other than that guy that plays Roger Braddock, but yeah. The, the, how do you know they'll turn you down? Village Hall, I mean. Well, I guess I don't know for sure, but I've tried calling them and the post office, and they always... I don't know, it, it feels like they're talking down to me. I don't turn 18 for another two months. I don't think they take me seriously. Yeah, I can see your point. And I can understand why Aura would be uncomfortable walking into a building that employs a man who thinks Germany is a swell place to live right now. And I can understand Nancy not wanting to go either. <sighs> Yeah, um, I'll go. Just give me an hour or so. Once we finish up the roof, I'll clean up and head over there. I just ask for, what, the radio censorship list? Yeah, I think they'll know what you mean. Thanks a bunch, Steve. Yeah, sure thing. Bye, Edna. Bye, I'll see you later. He's getting the list? Yep. Grand. You want your chair back? You know, it's still sort of strange to hear you refer to it as my chair. Well, that's what it is now. It's your chair, your records, your microphone, your radio station. You're the voice of Rhapsody now, Edna, not me. That's also a bit strange to think about. Yeah, nerve-wracking. It hasn't even been a week. You're doing very well for your first week. We've already premiered two new shows, after all. Well, we might have three soon. As long as we don't go broke from having to pay fines for breaking a law that we don't even know how to follow. Well, Steve's getting the list, right? Don't worry about it any longer. Hey, would you look at that, fellas? Looks like Tinkerbell's leaving Oz to pay us a visit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Here's the whole posse with him today. Tinkerbell isn't even from Oz, knucklehead. What are you doing here anyway? It's almost noon. Aren't there some grade schoolers you need to antagonize and steal lunches from? You know, to provide the illusion that you have some sort of purpose in life? Oh, oh that one hurt, Tink. Oh, that cut deep. I'm so wounded. I really am. Oh, I'd ask you to kiss it better, but... You might enjoy it a bit too much for your own good. <laughs> yeah, don't give him any ideas, Frank. <laughs> yeah, keep begging him on and he might get his hopes up. Think you're actually stuck on him. <laughs> <laughs>
What do you get out of this? School's over, Frank. It's been six years. Are you really still steamed up over something that happened six years ago? Are you really still a queer? <laughs> uh, ma'am? Yes? How can I help you? I'm... Uh, I'm with Wen, the radio station. I was wondering if maybe we could have a copy of the list of censored radio topics? Oh, no problem! This place has been just dead the past couple days. It's nice to have something to do for once. I'll be back in a moment. Of course, Edna. Of course I'll go down to Village Hall, the place haunted by the one person who scares me more than anything else on this earth, and who actually poses the biggest threat to me out of anything on this earth. Of course, token white man at your service. I'm the perfect all-American guy that no one can refuse. Tall, blonde, and moral. Homosexual? What's a homosexual? I don't- Here's the list. This copy's for our records, but- I can type up another one for you right now. It'll only take a few minutes. Thanks. I appreciate it. I'll get it. Steve, come on in. Afternoon. Steve! Did you get it? Yeah. The secretary seemed surprisingly happy to type up a copy, said the whole place had been dead for a couple of days. When Irville went there this morning, the secretary told him everyone was too busy to make him a copy. Oh. Now you see why we sent you. I called Village Hall yesterday to ask about the list, and the secretary started talking to me like I was a little kid. Mr. Davis she just lied to, plain and simple, to try and shoo him away as quickly as possible. Then you walk in, and suddenly she actually does her job. Maybe it's just my dazzling personality. Well... Regardless of how it happens, the list is here now. I was glancing at it on my way over. There's some odd stuff on there. Like what? The following subjects have been deemed unsuitable for public radio in the village of Rhapsody, Ohio, due to possible adverse effects on impressionable young listeners. All right, then. Well, would you look at that? Number one is exactly what we got in trouble for last week. Laws regarding the mixing of races. How is that unsuitable for children? If a six-year-old is walking down the street and a black man is holding hands with a white woman, what's the six-year-old going to do? How does that negatively impact them? Look right there, top of the page. Our old pal, the Ohioan Nazi. Son of a Klansman, father of a schoolyard bully, is the one who first proposed the law. I just... I just don't understand how people can think like that. Some people look different from others. Ooh, scary. They're still human. Why are people so afraid of us interacting with each other? It's like I was saying about your father. You forget, it wasn't that long ago that slavery was still legal. But that was, let me think, that was 80 years ago. There's hardly anyone alive that still remembers that. Why did that same hatred continue for 80 years? People raise their children to believe what they believe. It's like... What was that song? 
You've got to be taught to hate and fear. You've got to be taught from year to year. I've never heard that. Nor have I. Really? It's from. Uh, I can't remember the name of the show now, but I know I heard it in a best hits of Broadway collection at some point. Well, it's not important. It's just, it describes exactly what you were saying. Kids aren't born hating other people, they're taught to do so. But keep reading. The list gets... stranger. Oh dear. Number two. No discussion of... Uh, intimacy. Um, intimacy? Intimate acts? Jokes that could mean one thing, but could also refer to such acts. Any sort of lewd content? Not allowed. Not under any circumstances. Well, I'm sure we won't have any trouble with that one. Definitely not. Number three. No. No, hold on. I told you they get stranger. What is it? Number three. No negative mention of tobacco. Not even neutral comments. If we bring up smoking or chewing tobacco at all, it has to be a positive comment, and we should mention Morley brand cigarettes by name and their smooth taste, high quality filter, yada yada. I guess someone on village council on stock in them or something? Must be. Well, for me, this just means no mention of tobacco whatsoever, because I have nothing good to say about it. It smells terrible, and it turns your teeth all yellow, and just... Blech. Very eloquently put. Are you making fun of me? <gasps> I wouldn't dare. Number four. Oh. My goodness. Well, if I hadn't seen his name at the top, I'd know who wrote this law now. What is it? Number four says that we are not allowed to mention any religion other than Protestantism. We can't mention Passover or Yom Kippur or... Me. We can't talk about the thing in my life that is most important to me, which is my faith. Exactly. I saw that. This whole law is a violation of the First Amendment. I've said that before, but that paragraph? That goes against the very foundation of America. How? Religious freedom. That's why the pilgrims came here in the first place. They wanted the freedom to worship however they want. Every American has that right. Every American should have that right. In reality, only every Christian American has that right. Why do you think Jacob and I started this radio station in the first place? It was the height of the Depression. Everyone was losing their jobs, including you, and you used your savings to start the radio station. You were hoping you could make some money from that and also bring some joy into people's lives. That's what you told me. Well, starting a radio station wasn't exactly our go-to plan in case of unemployment. Jacob was laid off in, I think it was 31, and for a year and a half, he went to just about every business in the county to see if they were hiring, and just about every time, they'd take one look at his last name, and they'd, slyly, ask what church he went to, and Jacob, he knew full well why they were asking that, but he refused to lie, so he would tell them he went to a synagogue, not a church and the interview would be over in minutes. We'd never get a call back from them. What? Who did that? I don't remember every single one, Edna. This was when Hitler was first becoming powerful in Europe. It was right in between Henry Ford's pamphlets and Father Coughlin's radio show. 
We dealt with so much over the years, specific people don't even stand out anymore. And he went to so many places. The only ones I remember are the ice cream counter that went out of business a couple years ago, a farm over in that no-man's land between Waterville and White House, and the high school. White House High School? Rhapsody High School. What? Rhapsody? My school? The one the one Nancy is taking classes at this very moment? They had a very different staff then. Actually, the principal that turned Jacob down was the one who disappeared a few years ago. I remember that. Right at the end of a school year, too. And no one could make sense of it. It was like he vanished out of thin air. Yeah, well, now I don't feel bad about it, knowing this. I never liked him, if I'm being honest. He used to live by my friend's house when I was little. I don't know what it was, but something about him just scared us. Maybe as a kid I just had a sense that he was evil. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm forgetting something. (gasps) The music! I forgot about... Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Sorry about that delay, listeners. I hope it wasn't too long. It's a bit chaotic around the station today. Well, without further ado, how about we get back to the music? Here's the classic, an excerpt from Beethoven's Fifth. Oh no, 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 no. We were dead, we were dead, we were dead on air for who knows how long. That's it. We're going to lose all of our advertising. We'll go broke. My father will say he told me so, and I'll have to go live in those underground caves down by Dayton to hide from the rest of society so I don't experience the shame of my failure. (laughs) She's been like this all day. Edna, how much sleep did you get last night? Four hours? Ah, now I understand. I also become extremely anxious and hate myself whenever I'm very tired. I also tend to overshare. Why did you only get four hours of sleep? I was so anxious about the list, and, uh, well, I keep doing lame brain stuff like that. How long are we talking? I should have been paying more attention. You can't keep beating yourself up over every little mistake. I don't beat myself up for little mistakes, just ones that can ruin the station. Edna, yesterday you spilled orange soda on a Benny Goodman disc, and after you cleaned it up, apologizing to both myself and the disc as you did it. You then started to write an apology letter to Benny Goodman. He's a talented musician! He deserved an apology! (sighs) But he didn't even know you spilled the soda on his record. He didn't even know you own that record. He doesn't know you exist. Help me out, Steve. She's got a point. If I was Benny Goodman and the girl I didn't know wrote me just to say that she spilled soda on my record and wanted to apologize, I would be a little confused. Well, I'd include how much I enjoyed the record before I- Hey guys! What? Nancy! Would you stop doing that? How far are you? How far am I? The script! How far have you gotten? Oh, hey Steve. Hello? I'm about halfway through. Grand! What do you think of it so far? Well, first of all, you wrote sound effect, a stampede of horses on page six. How are we supposed to fit stampeding horses in here? Well, not in here. The farm's just outside of town with plenty of horses for that. 
All right, so you're suggesting we broadcast from out there? Because we can't move the whole radio station. And we can't record it out there and then broadcast it in here later because we don't have any recording equipment. And even if we could, do you really think whatever poor farmer we would go to would let us cause a stampede on his property? And how do you propose we stop it once we've okay, recorded it? Okay, no stampede. I'll come up with something else for her to save the sheriff from. Oh, what do you think of the sheriff? That's another thing. He seemed pretty bad at his job. That's the joke, Edna. He's completely useless, so that's why Pauline always has to step in. Well, why don't they just fire him? Can you fire the sheriff? I mean, I'm sure you can. But can the town do that? Is that supposed to be the mayor's job or the county? Who's the leader of a county anyway? Is there a word for that? I, I don't know. All right, well, I'll do some research after school today. Right. Did you run all the way here from school? Pfft, no, of course not. That'd be impossible. I rode my bike. But that's still a mile and a half. They don't even dismiss you for lunch until noon, and you got here at about three after. That's usually about the time you're leaving the building. I ran. You ran from Miss Lincoln's room all the way out the door and to your bike in less than half a minute? I ran fast. And then you biked a mile and a half in about two and a half minutes. I pedaled fast. I had coffee this morning. Still... What are we even drafting guys for? We should just give Nancy a big pitcher of coffee and a gun and ship her over to Europe. She'd take out half the Wehrmacht in a month. Uh, I think I need at least two guns. Just in case the first one jams, maybe a single grenade. A small one. Fit in your pocket. Don't encourage her. She's already been threatening to take on the entire Imperial Navy by herself ever since Japan invaded Indochina. But now everyone hush up so I can do this commercial. What gorgeous music. If you enjoy classical pieces like that, you should consider coming down to Rhapsody High School next Thursday to hear their orchestra. The concert will begin at 7 p.m. So what brings you here? I thought your segment was going to be on Saturdays. It is. I just came here to deliver that list from Village Hall. Oh, yikes. How bad is it? Quite bad. Can I see it? No mention of racial integration. Knew that. Sex. Figured as much. Wow. Have you gotten to page four yet? No. Why? Things we're not allowed to talk about on the radio. Part six. The law preventing us from mentioning those things on the radio. You've got to be kidding. I wish I was. How did this even pass? Is anything on this list even vaguely constitutional? That's what I've been saying. You know, this is just a load of nonsense. We should take this wacky list and march up to the courthouse and fight it. Would you like to pay for the lawyers then? Alright, fair point. But I still think it's a lot of garbage. I'm with you there. Wednesday the 18th. That's it for Community Calendar for now, folks. Remember to call in with any events you'd like us to mention. For now, let's get back to the music, starting with a new hit from Henry James and Helen Forrest. I overheard something about the list. Uncle Sam's younger, more handsome nephew here wants to march up to the courthouse and declare the list unconstitutional. But we don't have money for a lawyer. 
Isn't there something in the Constitution about the right to a lawyer? If you're accused of a crime, yeah. But I don't think the government will give us a free lawyer for marching in the door and saying, We don't like you! Let's fight! Oh, I guess that makes sense. Wait a minute. What? That thing you were saying. The right to a lawyer? Which we don't have. Were you listening to anything I just said? Yes, I was. Which is how I know how we're gonna fight this law and not go bankrupt doing it. We're gonna break it. Um, Steve? The threat of bankruptcy is exactly the reason why we can't do that. You wanna pay a hundred dollar fine? No, of course not. We're not going to pay the fine. We'll break the law, and then when they try to fine us, we'll take it to court. And since we were accused of the crime, we'll have lawyers. Check and mate. But we'll still have broken the law. Even if we somehow mount some sort of monumental attack on its legal standing, our actions were still illegal at the time that we made them. We will still be paying $100 that we can't afford. Oh, right. You're thinking outside of the box, though. It's a good start. A for effort, Cap. Cap? Um, uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. Ugh, not you, too. Ever since that dumb book came out, my whole family's been teasing me about it. Dumb? Dumb? Oh boy, you've done it now. I take it you're a fan? How could you not be? You're like, you're like a real-life Captain America, like I said when I introduced you on Monday. Right. Can that be a one-time thing? I don't really want my legacy to be the guy with the same name as a comic book character. Oh, come on! Everything you've been saying about freedom of speech and religion and the Constitution, that all sounds like something Cap would say as he's punching Nazis and defending America. Look, I don't have anything against the guy. What am I saying? He's not even a real guy. Look, I read the first issue. I did. I even enjoyed it. But I'm just tired of my family teasing me all the time and saying stuff like, Oh, what do you mean you can't lift this heavy object? You're a superhero after all. And, oh, you're going to see a friend? Is it Bucky? Oh, wow. Sounds awful. You can't just get any respect these days, can you? In other news, Joey Armstead and his gang of demons invented a new game at school today. They spent all of English trying to hit me with as many spitballs as possible before the teacher turned around and saw them. Yeah, I take back all my complaining. At least I'm not in school anymore. Speaking of which, why is Joey still in school? He's 18 now, isn't he? I thought he'd leave before he even hit 16. I think his parents must be threatening to kick him out or something if he doesn't finish school, because it keeps him out of the house and off the streets at the same time. It's a win-win situation. They don't have to deal with him, and he doesn't have to deal with his inevitable unemployment because he's incompetent and will never be able to hold down a job. But it's still just putting it off. Maybe he'll join the army. Then he'll have a job for the rest of the war, at least. Or the rest of his life. Right. Or that. I'm just being frank. I know, it's just... the war. Sometimes it seems so distant, and then you say something like that, and suddenly it seems a lot more real. Hmm. The war's been very real for a while. America just hasn't caught up until now. 
Well, I know, it's just, until now, until we became a part of it, you could forget about it if you wanted to. You could push it out of your mind. It's going to get harder and harder to ignore now. Must have been nice to have that luxury. Sorry. I should head home. I'll see you tomorrow for my segment. Bye, Steve. Goodbye, Steve. What's got into him? He's from Germany, Nancy. He still has family there. I think the war is much more real to him than you realize. Oh my goodness, I didn't even think of that! How could I be- Ugh! Why can't I think before I start spitting out words willy-nilly? Don't beat yourself up over it. He knows you didn't mean it. But I said it! Well, yeah, but- Shouldn't you be eating lunch right now? Oh, right. Here. I brought some to share while we go over my script. Ugh, right. Now we have to make sure it lines up with all these dumb rules, too. Edna, if you keep doing that, you're gonna make a dent in the desk. I'm leaving my mark on the station. <sighs> Alright. Let's get started on this. Okay, we've already established that horses are a no-go. Disappointing, but acceptable. And a full-scale battle? With cannons and everything? Also a no-go. Aw, oh, come on. You wanna buy a cannon? You wanna fire a cannon? You wanna try to record a cannon? Alright, you know what? Half the stuff in here's already been done in the Lone Ranger. If they can do it, so can we. <laughs> so now you admit to plagiarism. When in Rhapsody was created by Julie Watson. This episode was written by Julie Watson and edited by Hannah Myers. The audio was edited by Julie Watson. The WHEN jingle was written by Julie Watson, arranged by Amy Galson, and performed by Anthony Wayne High School's vocal jazz ensemble, Generally Jazz. The Roger Braddock theme was written by Bryce Absher and performed by Bryce Absher. The voice of Edna Beecher was Claire McNerney. The voice of Steve Rogers was Alex Schultz. The voice of Nancy Wynn was Jean Lee. The voice of Mrs. Rogers was Barbex. The voice of Frank was Zane Sexton. And the voices of Frank's two goons were recorded last minute by my sister and I, Rebecca and Julie Watson. When in Rhapsody will update every other Saturday, but in the meantime, you can find us on Tumblr at When in Rhapsody or on Twitter at WHENpod. And finally, thank you for listening. Take care, Rhapsody, and good night.